Tonight on We Are Something Else. Respect. Episode 26, hey, we are hey, something else. Hey, hey, hey. R-E-S-P-E-I-C-T, right? <laughs> I think that's how that's spelled. All right, here we go. Shout out to Al Joplin. He tried. Put some respect Salute on his name, Al, right? Respect. Respect. The mind ain't as sharp that he lose all that weight and got that big ass head. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, head Al Sharpton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it hurt. Like it hurt. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, episode 26, fellas. Hey. We, as we continue our journey into adulthood, mm-hmm. past the stages of puberty. <laughs> but um, let's uh, CB, what's up? Hey, man. Uh, things are good. Episode 26. There's a new 26 in D.C. His name's Adrian Peterson. Ah. Arguably ah. the greatest running back of all time. Ah. We'll see if he makes it. Is he gonna? Is he gonna start though? Uh, we got to make sure that he makes the fifty-three first. Okay. I mean, people need to uh, not get ahead. Are of there themselves. many? Are there many options? Exactly. Like, what else are they gonna do? Well, if because he doesn't, uh, he doesn't contribute on special teams. So it's like, is he that much better of a running back that they can afford to keep him on the roster when he's literally not not doing anything else? Here you who, go. Who I, got, I got two other names for you, quick. Right. Albert Hainsworth. Bruce Smith. The, Actually, and I throw Deion, Deion. Sanders the in di- there. There's a difference here. We paid all those dudes a ton of money. Exactly. AP Brian got Johnson. a veteran minimum. And this guy's probably still in better shape to play than these and all I, And all I'm saying is that AP, even with what he did last year, coming on to the Redskins, if everyone was completely healthy, arguably still the most talented running back on the team, and really, only Geist should have should beat him out if he was 100% healthy. Right. Who else is on the uh, roster? Exactly. That's all that you need to know. Like, the <laughs> oh. team is terrible. <laughs> we, got, we got Chris Thompson coming off of an injury. So, yeah, he was dynamic last year, but he hadn't done anything in the league up until last year. Mm-hmm. And he got hurt when they turned his usage up. We have Samaje P. Ryan, who's also hurt right no now. Okay. It, right, because he did nothing last year, and he was on the team. And then we got Fat Rob, Rob Kelly, who actually lost a bunch of bunch of weight. Yeah, uh, so he's so like less than Fat Rob. He's just right like regular <laughs> Rob. His best life, Rob. So, yeah, <laughs> right. his yeah. Best life, Rob. <laughs> but he's not moving the pile or anything right now. So I mean, you bring in uh, a guy of that caliber who still works hard, who's still like a workout monster. 
put him behind an offensive line that has Trent Williams, man. Let me tell you this: out of all those other names you named for running backs, I'm not buying. I wouldn't if I was a Skins fan. I wouldn't buy any of that jerseys. Right. So right. AP will at least sell jerseys. I mean, like I said, they gotta make sure that he's on the uh, the 53 come uh, regular season it. time. But the funniest thing about it is, so he got number 26, and uh, immediately. Clinton Portis was like, oh, come on, Redskins. Like, there wasn't another number. Because <laughs> mo- oh, there's only one number retired mm-hmm. for the Redskins. And I think it's 33, which was Sammy Baugh's number. Mm-hmm. That's the only number that's retired. Darren Green's not retired? It's not retired. It's just not used. Okay. Sean Taylor's 21. Not used. They're, they're not retired. Right. They're, no one, they just generally don't hand them out. And so you kind of thought for what Clinton meant to the team for the period of time that he was on there. That Most productive running back. Maybe yeah. they you know, just wouldn't be handing 26 out like that. But, I mean, it's AP. So. You, you know what number, other numbers too. should be retired? Or oh, at least not used anymore? Number 12. Number 12. That Gus Farad. <laughs> Nobody uh, wants to be associated with Gus What they, what with they Gus need Farad. to do is, uh, because I think that was an RFK, but they should find the equivalent spot. In uh, on FedEx to put, to put it a, like put a it bullseye, yeah, right. wear his helmet, <laughs> it's a dent, yeah, like a good idea. I knock himself out, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's such a risky thing to do, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Superfly, what's good? Hey, everything, man. We, um, this past weekend, um, I led the team for uh, the Walk with the Stars, uh, Sickle Cell Disease Association of America, uh, right. 5K. Uh, we came in third place in fundraising. Nice. Um, there we go. And it was it was a super special event. Something that um, was really close to the heart for me because you know as you know I lost a, um, a, a family member earlier this year uh, to sickle cell. So mm-hmm. we're going to be continuing to you know raise money and raise awareness for that cause. Nice. Um, so there's a gala coming up October 13th. Um, all the information can be found at scdaa.org. Um, and then next year we'll be doing the 5k again. So, you know, y'all want to come out. Did you, you walk the whole thing? Yeah, actually it wasn't even a, a actual five date. It was probably like a little over a mile. So we walked it like twice <laughs> <laughs> because it was like, this isn't a 5k. We're right. done in 15 I minutes. <laughs> Did, uh, are you DJ in the gala? Yeah, actually. Yeah. DJ in the gala. Um, so it's going to be a jump off. You know what I there mean? They go. don't even, they don't even understand what's about to happen. But where's it at? Um, TBD. I have to find out. I'm not sure exactly. All right. Um, and they were digging we'll the playlist for the walk. Yeah. Right. Because we know you're getting busy. You know you're behind that. So nice. back Yeah. Last week. All right, fellas. So episode 26. What was supposed to be 25 is now 26. <laughs> yeah. Um. All good. I want to welcome my special guest tonight. Uh, what do you want to go by? I'll let him introduce himself. Really? Um. Sean Xavier, man, that's 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, Sean that's Xavier. what I am. It's right. always what I always been. Let's man. do it. There we go. So, Mr. Sean Xavier is sitting in with us tonight. We're gonna talk about some things he has going on. Um, before we get to that, let's talk about a couple of things that may have happened over the week. Um, we lost Aretha Franklin. That's true. Queen yeah. of Soul. Yeah. Voice of God, man. Right. I mean, she's. I didn't realize when you look back at her catalog. Even before that, she's been at it for a minute. She like, she sang at MLK's funeral and Barack Obama's inauguration. Yeah, that's why. That's all you need to know. That's you so know wild. what I mean? Yeah. That. Right. <laughs> and I didn't realize she had backed, she had put money up for MLK's um, 
I guess his fundraiser, what he or, was doing when he was he had lost a lot of funding, mm-hmm. she put the money up to keep him going. Like yeah, a lot of those folks, like the Ray Charleses, the you know, the what's what's the actor? Even the Bill Cosby's, yeah. even Bill yeah. Cosby's. Yeah. <laughs> Harry yeah. Belafonte, no. Spike Lee. I mean, he wasn't around then. But. No, but I mean, at one point he had, remember oh, he was trying to do Malcolm X. And yeah, he had and funding. he got money in Prince. Yeah, and Prince, Prince paid was for big, that. Yeah. yeah. So I thought she had paid towards mm-hmm. Malcolm X too. Um, here's a, a interesting question: Who had the better voice, her or Whitney? That's to me subjective. Yeah. If you're going from a, if you're going from a, a perfect pitch standpoint, it's gonna be Whitney, man. Yeah, Whitney. Yeah, Whitney is the CD of voices. Right. Yeah, she's the. You know what I mean? No, yeah, pr- no absolutely. I agree. <laughs> yeah. um, Both their voices are iconic for different reasons. Right. Yeah. So, but it's like you hear one of their tracks come on, and you like you can identify it. Right. Pretty much I'll say right Whitney pre nineteen ninety nine. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Post ninety nine, Whitney is uh, like a little. You know what I'm saying? We know. I got right. It's okay. Got right. Um, there was a video that surfaced. I think a couple of days ago, her granddaughter put it out. It was. The way it was shot, it was meant to seem like it was shot on an old um, camcorder because it had like the the fuzziness and it had the date at the bottom, wow. uh, dated uh, from March 2018. But it's um, Aretha at her piano in her in her piece room, just playing and just singing with it, and it's and you could tell she started losing the weight because she was, I guess the, her illness was coming back, and it's like super sad, man. It's like wow. Like to be in this era again of a uh, Aretha Franklin passing, or just being in that era of just her music, like th- this era that we've all mm-hmm. been privy to, there probably would never be another era like this post us for plenty of many of years. Yeah, there's a lot of um, circumstances I think that birth those kinds of artists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's just different lifestyles now. Different, yeah. People are into different things. Right. Also, um, musicianship doesn't really exist anymore either. It's not. not the, it's definitely not the same. I mean, you had like think about James Brown, man. Like, you know, brought up in a brothel, essentially. You know what I mean? Right. And those kinds in in like abandoned. And having to perform at like four years old, you know right. what I mean, in right. in bars, like right. no. <laughs> that true. that births, you know what I mean, this kind of talent, you know. I think back on the musicianship play on it, like who's the the biggest singer in it? The part Beyonce, between Beyonce and Taylor Swift, right? Mm-hmm. We'll give it to Beyonce. Yeah. Um, I think she's big for what she is, but she doesn't play any instruments. Like, you know, her level is just her voice and her dancing, mm-hmm. but there is... Killer performer. And killer performer, but there's, like, there's no depth in there. If she's not, She can't strip it down as to give you a piano set at any of her mm-hmm. shows and sing any of that stuff. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? This weekend, I, I like, took my daughter. We, I just sat her down in the couch that you're sitting in and just introduced her to Rita. You know what I mean? And, and you can just hear, you can see on her face, like, her getting it and you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. not 
artists. I'm sure that there's artists that she sees that she likes, but you know, it's it's just not the same. Right. You just you just hear the talent oozing out of her, you know. Yeah. You don't have like it's not popping to be a great singer. Right. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. you look at the top forty American top forty, the joints that are getting played the most. It's not people that got pipes, man. You yeah. know, it's a lot of it's mumbling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just different. Like what people are looking for is just not the same. So it's gonna it's gonna take some time for things to cycle back around before yeah. you actually have people getting known for having having a voice like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember in what was it the early two thousands turn of the turn of the century when you had uh, like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera mm-hmm. coming up. And it was like, oh, well, but Christina can actually sing. Mm-hmm. And so that was like kind of the separating factor yeah. between the two is that one actually could sing when she needed to. Yeah. And then the other one was product of the Mickey Mouse Club and super bad for being 18 and right. whatever. And 11-year-old Chris is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care about who could sing better. Oops, I yeah. did again. <laughs> no and a lot of it now is... Who can sound the best with the most filters? Mm-hmm. We're gonna we can doctor all this up, and you really don't need to perform live because you'll have a track back in you. Mm-hmm. You just need to make sure your your mouth matches up with the words, and that mm-hmm. you put you, you can dance, mm-hmm. and the band or whatever has got the rest. But it's perfect perfect example of the microwave society, man. That's yeah. that's what it is. That's why you don't have a big vocalist because mm-hmm. no one has that amount of time to sit and listen. Mm-hmm. Right, you know it's got to be. Just like that, exactly. so mm-hmm. you know, it, it can't be something that's be long and drawn out. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why you see a lot of the albums that come out that are, are shorter albums. Yeah, that's legit. You got fifteen minutes. You got fifteen minutes of fame. You got fifteen <laughs> to twenty minutes. Keep my attention, right? There you go. Mm-hmm. Anything longer than that? Put some color hair on. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wear a dress. I mean, right. we got the uh, the the guy pulling the bandwagon for the the shorter albums. No double albums over here, Superfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Superfly. I'm all hates about short albums. Album. You must hate it that albums. that Drake album, then, huh? I didn't even listen to it. <laughs> I, I couldn't hate it. I didn't. I, find me somebody who did listen <laughs> to the whole. Right. Joint, so I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I know uh, Kiki. That's it. That's right. it. Right. I get the party popping because exactly. right. you can't you can't escape that. Right. Um, um, but it's funny, like as a as a lead vocalist in a band, it's one of those things where I, I joke all the time. Like when we're recording, like man, just throw a bunch of stuff on there, man. Like I'll be good. I'll be. I don't need to hit every note. Like you know, it's one of those things where nowadays, it's uh, like we joke about it, but it's it's real. You don't have. You don't need to actually be talented to be famous right. and be you know killing it in in the in that industry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a requirement. I will say the there are a couple who may have the. the Vocal chops as comparable to Aretha, I mean, some will say Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she's got chops for sure, but you really can't tell how deep her chops are. A lot of times, the concert because means she's over a track half time because she's dancing because she's out, exactly. you know, out of breath. Right. Uh, I will say that probably Adele has probably got one mm-hmm. of those voices where I'm like, she can, she some... can you can strip all that down and she's going. There's some like non-pop folks like mm-hmm. uh, your like Lettuces and yeah. Those um, are, Leela Hathaway, yeah. folks like that. Yeah. I think uh, that's where you singers. actually need to go to find the people that still have that. Yeah. You can't you can't be looking in like the pop the right. pop world for right. it. All right. 
Cool. So uh, let's get into tonight. Uh, Mr. Sean Xavier is here, as we said earlier. Um, And he's got a a project he just dropped called Yesterday Was Different. So I'm going to leave my first question is uh, why the title Yesterday Was Different? Just that, man. Um, That is that's that comes from a mindset of like anything that you did uh, literally yesterday, man. Didn't matter. You know, your way of life, all that stuff there, it doesn't really matter for nothing because you can't go back and change anything with it. No matter how bad it was or what it is, you can't fix it. You really can't. And it's the only way you can grow as a person, man, is taking that particular mindset. Um, that's really where the whole thing comes from, man. Okay. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing music? How long have you been alive? <laughs> <laughs> no, if you, all right, if you if you count back, all right, let's, let's just go with... Uh, as far as being involved in the music industry, mm-hmm. I was uh, since 2005, so okay. 13 years. That's all I've been doing music. Uh, 31 years, so seven years old. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you play any instruments? A few: piano, uh, guitar, string, bass, violin. There's a few others in there. Nice. So, wow. yeah. Musicianship. We just talked there about musicianship. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, when I hear that, I like I look for that man. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I look for that. So. Uh, who were uh, some of your inspirations, music-wise? Yeah, um, I'm a I'm an eclectic guy, man. As far as musicians, growing up in like a Baptist church, so the first musicians I saw was the piano players that I tried to emulate, mm-hmm. which I thought were the dopest guys on the planet. Like they could do anything on the piano, mm-hmm. like doing the offering. They somehow mixed in like the offering song. And Casey and JoJo or something like that, which is crazy. <laughs> and I started emulating the same thing, man. Right. It wasn't until I got older, man. Musicians, you know, I listened to bands and stuff like Queen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I listened to um, Gap Band and those guys like that. So um, at the same time, once I got to middle school, started playing um, bass and, you know, finding orchestra-type music. So, you know, Mozart and Beethoven and... My record collection is a whole bunch of that, so you find some of everything, man. That's all. That's why I am. I'm just a completely, just eclectic guy, I guess. Nice, nice. Um, where did um, where did you record your album at? The bedroom, son. So <laughs> check it. So back in 2005, 2004 was a big thing. Um, everybody was on their home studio kit. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. got their thing there. So the album itself, out of all the the, the equipment I have, I actually went back to the first program I bought, which was Cakewalk Home, um, Sonar Home yeah. um, Studio. Mm-hmm. So I used that. So everybody was like, you know, you know, for all you bedroom producers. So I took that on. But the quality that you got out of my bedroom producing was far and away better than anybody you got from 2005. Mm-hmm. That's what we was. So when people came in, you had Kinetic, which is a beat software program mm-hmm. that I used to use. Um, but the the production for this album was done between a combination of me using Logic Pro, um, mm-hmm. some Pro Tools stuff. I even, one of the beats was actually from Fruity Loops that I had. Shout out Fruity Loops. Shout out Fruity Yeah. And you yeah. know, people still <laughs> yeah. use Fruity Loops. I, yeah. I just had the beat. Like, I, my man told me, like, when I was producing his album back in 2010, and we was going through, I said, yeah, I'm going to check it out. So he said, he said, you should try to sample stuff. And I never sampled. I never sampled because I, I didn't never want to have to pay nobody for it. Right. Exactly. So I did the one beat. And then it was in there, so I'm doing the album, and I'm just going through my list of beats. I'm like, all right, what's going to fit this? And I found the beat, and I was like, all right, that's what I need right there. So, But I put it all in. I went in and found the my original recording platform, and 
you know, turned on the, the, the PC and let it rip. It was just me in the bedroom with all my equipment and coffee. There you go. Yeah, what kind of what kind of hardware are you using? Like mic and all that stuff. Uh, I got a the one I use a Rode NT. Yeah, one on that one there. Yeah, <laughs> I got a Rode, Rode NT in there. I still got my original Behringer B1. Mm-hmm. Um, I got an Audio Technia in there. I got an MXL 990 in there as well. And then I just bought because I'm working on this other stuff now. I just bought this Newman. Nice. Uh, like three days ago, I ordered, so wow. I haven't got there yet. And then that's just hardware. Then I got like a Behringer, um, Behringer twelve oh four mixer. And then I still have my Pro Tools inbox for all my stuff going through Logic and stuff like that. So nice. I can pretty much be mobile or do it at home, man, and just flex on them when I need to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I try to do, man. So you did all the production on your album? All the production. I've, I've produced. It was only one song in my entire career that I've never produced, and it was on my mixtape that I did back in two thousand and ten, I think, or two thousand eleven. Um, this guy um, who did it was like it was like an internet beat and I liked it. So besides that, I, I've done every piece of production I've done for myself. That's over four albums worth, and then another six albums worth of people. And yeah. So you, four albums. You done four albums? I've done four albums. This is my fourth one. Nice. This is my fourth album. The first one I've done in six years. So wow. yeah. Okay. One, two, three, four. Yeah. So give me the titles of the other ones. All right, so my first joint, my first one you won't find. I got this one. It's like my demo joint. It's called Heart and Soul. I actually actually got two tattoos. um, Okay. That's actually his Heart and Soul. It's my first one I did. um, That was like my guinea pig album because I didn't know how to record people at first. I had all the equipment, did all the research. I used myself, but I had the beats. The beats was dope, but the recording, I go back and listen to it now and say, man, this is trash. (laughs) But uh, but a gym though, right? It is. I guess now because I go back and listen to it, I was in the flow about and everything else. I'm like, dope. And then after that was Heart and Soul. Then after that, I did this album called, before I did that, I collaborated with my best friend. We had just met, so we did this album uh, called Split Decision. Mm-hmm. And it's actually this is the ten year anniversary of this year, so that's gonna come back re releasing. There we for go. That. It's, that that was a dope album. That was I think. Um, but then after that, I did my other ones, Enigma, which most people say was my best one. So I've been chasing that unicorn for a long time because I can never re recapture that sound. Yeah. That was like in 2010. Then I did one in uh, 2011. I did Gorgeous Mind, the mixtape, which is a combination of stuff that I produced and a couple of industry beats that I did. That I just really really like. And then after that, I started this album. I never released it. So it's one that's called Return of the Fallen. Only a couple of tracks has come off of that one, maybe like three of them. Right. And that was supposed to come out in like 2014, but it just never happened. And then this one right here, Yesterday Was Different. So. Wow. You do all the writing too? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just me, man. Ain't no, ain't no other writer. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> no, that's, nah. that's, I've, I've written for some people. I ain't gonna lie. Right, I've written for right. some people, but uh, nah, nah, no, no writers for me, man. You go into your projects with like an idea. Like, do you approach it as like concept stuff, or because at least from what I took away from listening to yesterday was different. Was that all the the beats and the production sounded cohesive, like it was supposed to go together? It's um, it goes by a feeling, and it's crazy because you can see by how the way I name it. Like, if you do the beat, like, one of them was called, um, I think one of the, actually, I think, like, the waiting beat was actually called waiting, but one of them was called, like, X-Type. It's, it's, it's different stuff. It's how mm-hmm. I'm feeling at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird. I might do a beat and have, and I'll just mumble something. I'll play mumbling a little bit, but no words go with it and mm-hmm. go back to it later. And then I might write. I write constantly. Right. I, I mm-hmm. literally write 
even when I'm at work and stuff like that, I got like a little pad. I'll write a line down. Inspiration can strike man, anytime. I got, yeah, I've I got written songs. I put the yeah, shit that yeah, I wrote yeah. on this man, in a box somewhere. I'm sitting there, people <laughs> yeah. looking at me like, "You okay?" I'm like, "I'm good. I'm just in the zone." Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, man, this was probably one that I just went with. Um, I had so much source material based off the last shit, the last ten years of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just kind of put it all together because I had so much. It could have been a longer album. I could have did a double album mm-hmm. and then some. And you probably would have, you know, been like, <laughs> don't do it. Keep it short, man. But I mean, at the same time, though, I was able to say everything and touch on stuff, everything in there. But at the same time, leave people thinking because they're like, oh, you mean this, but it actually means something else. Right. So that's one thing you get with me. Like, have you listened to it? Have you interpreted it? All right, that's what it is. That's what it means to you in that case. So, did you pick your. Seven strongest songs, or no, nah, I don't do that. Okay. I don't do. I don't do the. That's the one thing I used to hate. Uh, and I tell when when people my label, like my label, I started a label in two thousand five uh, called Sonata Circle Music. And guys used to record, and they want to do albums. I said, look, check it out. They would come in, and I said, we gonna record your album until I believe that you know we got an album. That's it. We're not gonna record fifty songs, and you pick your best 12 because that's how you don't get a cohesive uh, because it makes no sense right like i like stories i'm a big believer in intros the intro sets up your song and you should be able to kick me here go up there here that climax and close it out i can't i can't get down with the stuff that's all over the place because that's how you end up having the microwave society and now people don't buy albums anymore because they don't make sense i think that's the the kind of what happened to the usher thing i mean usher was popping he dropped Confessions, which was almost like a damn near perfect something album. When it, something was going on in his life, and he did it based off of that. Right. Yeah. But well, he picked like, tw- like great music, and then after that, he, he couldn't chase another great album after yeah. that. So pulling back the curtain on that a little bit, Jermaine Dupri wrote Confessions. All of it, so, yeah. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. so I knew he had a lot so to do J- with JD going through some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody going That's through Janet, some right? stuff, right? Somebody <laughs> going through some stuff. But, and then uh, Chili and Usher gave it the face, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's um, how it goes, man. So you do the albums, you record your albums, you have your albums, your catalog and what you're currently working on. What's what's the plan? I don't know. I never had a plan really. Now I don't. Like then I used to I you know, even then I have a plan. I you know, I, I wanted my own thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like nobody else. And I did it because somebody thought I couldn't do it. That's how I started. People yeah. thought they say, Yo, you good at you know they knew I was good at being a musician. But then when I came back and I told my cousin when I started the label, and I said, this is what we're going to do, do beats. And he's a band geek. I was an orchestra geek, band geek. And uh, he saw me rapping. He said, oh, man. They ain't like, you know, because they never knew me as rapping. You mm-hmm. know, I, I sing. I actually mm-hmm. sing. You know, I'm an R&B guy. Mm-hmm. But I could flow. People ain't thinking. So that just fed me. So it, it fed me. It's like, oh, you think? Okay, you think it's a game, huh? <laughs> my, you know, the guys that I listen to, like Common and guys like Andre 3000 and guys I can hear, like I can that, hear the Common in it for they, sure. Uh, yeah. Them guys, you know, say, oh, you, you think this is a game. All right. So the more people's like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, he got something. But at the same time, I never had any really detractors because they could never take anything away from me in this case. But they know I wasn't, you know, I want, you weren't going to get no half stuff and shit with me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? How long so, did it take you to to start and finish the project? Um, this this I've been playing this project for a year. When I actually recorded it, I recorded it in two nights. Wow! <laughs> and that's only because that's only because my ears got tired. Like you know, you start getting that um, got into the zone. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah, this can be done. We've done um, the going back to one of the albums, the Split Decision album that's going to drop again this year. Um, 
wow. we used to do those sessions, man. We used to do three, four songs a night, and it get done, and like to to burn out to the point to where everything you hear starts sounding mumbled. Ears got tired and stuff like the ear fatigue. So it took me two nights to record it. I wrote it all in one day, though. It literally, I wrote it. I got up at like twelve thirty, had coffee. So from twelve thirty to about nine sixteen. That's a, that's a real specific. And I, and I wrote it. <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote it. I did like some old Midnight Marauder junk in the middle of the day. I locked myself in the room. And uh, I said, you know what? Because I hadn't been putting it off so long because right. I couldn't get. And I forced myself to focus my thoughts because I was everywhere with them. And right. I said, this is what we're going to do. And I pulled out the joint set. So I had these seven tracks for mm-hmm. the longest time. I would ride around in a car and just have them. And I put them in order. I didn't mm-hmm. have no verses to it. So I just had, all right, this is how it's going to flow. So when they listened to it, I had no, no lines to it. I said, all right, cool. I said, all right, now I forced myself. All right, go to intro, bam. All right, you got to make sure you make the next one. Got to make sense. Got to make sense. Got to make sense. Got to make sense. And then the album's done. So side note, I need to know what coffee he was drinking because I'm about to, Cafe help, I'm about to help write an Cafe album. Cafe Bustello. I need to know it, what zone it to get into. It can be done, man. It can be done. Like I, once, I, once I get locked in, um, yeah, it can go, man. The ideas are just going. Wow. It's just going. Are you having any shows planned and do anything with it? Um, that was the first show I did, man. Like, I didn't have, to be honest, like, right now, it was this this album, to be honest, it wasn't one that was, like, meant to, like, do anything. Mm-hmm. It was more therapeutic therapeutic for me, really. Mm-hmm. Like that, like I said, it, it, you, when you listen to the album, um, I'll tell you exactly what's up. You go all the way through. You go to track seven. You know what time it is. That's that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah. Great segue. No. <laughs> I'm gonna play a couple. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a snippet. And then after we play the snippet, you just tell me. That's what's up. What zone you was in? What you was thinking? Yeah. What the song is about? And so let's do it. That's it. Staring through a window, watching real time, lifetime in the front row. Yeah, this my intro, but I made it out though. Came full circle, now I'm back on my solo. Walk the green mile, cause I went a little postal. Heavy is the crown, so my mental stay vocal. But this is what I'm here for. Tears only lend more moments to my being. Leave tomorrow for the hopefuls. That was that. Was that. So, um, so tell me. First of all, I think the it's a dope intro. Just just gives just just strings and just get you you know you're setting it. it up. Appreciate it. Um, what's the inspiration? So that is that song. When I was inspired, man, this last year, man, I got in a situation to where um, I end up in jail. I end up in jail, and because I reacted to a situation. And I was potentially facing it, having my freedom taken away. Mm. You know, um, the situation itself is like, you know, like any person, you just react before thinking, regardless of what it is. So that's what that was about. Um, so it has a lot of different meanings there. The shout out to like, um, you know, walk the green mile type. That's what I, that's what it was, man. Um, at the end of that, being there, sitting in that front row, hey, that's just me. And that's you know that was my intro to it. Or I made it out of that situation, so I can't make it back to that. Um, a lot of tears and stuff shed around that. Man, it really is just my re- my what I was thinking. You know, it's about to go down for real. I was about to, you know, right. have wow. all that taken away. Mm-hmm. So that's really what that is. Um, all that in the intro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. That's 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 really what that is, man. I can't even. Uh, it's, it's no. Let me see. No fluff on that. Tell me how it feels. 
When we feel blue, we reach for the sky. Never knew the truth, so we live a lie. Searching for the X, so I ask why. We sleeping on our dreams, that's the past time. Mirror, 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 sitting on the wall. Watching every move, every pitfall. Down for the count, rather walk tall. Rock bottom with the cash, turn the lights off. Caught up in the wash, every rat race. Blocking every view, every black face. Tell them that you move at your own pace. Not now, too soon, that's the worst case. Put it in your will, that's a death stroke. So that right there, man. So that really is for anybody, man, that is um, going through something and choosing. It's, it's two parts. It's two parts. Because the first part is you being in situations, man, and having to get out of it. There's a shout out to the, the one thing on there is like uh, um, to those in the common workplace. Mm -hmm. You're trying to move up in the world. You're trying to level up. And they mm -hmm. tell you not now. Too soon is the worst there, man. Um, I took that from, you know, being in my career outside of music, man, as being passed over for positions that they were rightfully ones that I earned. Um, and I knew because I was black. That is what it is, because I was black. At the same, you know, so, you know, at the same time we look at stuff like we sleep on our dreams. You know, we sleep on our dreams just the past time. Like we, we literally have stuff we know we want to do, and then we'll go to sleep not putting any type of, of idea or anything in motion because we're afraid to do it mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And sometimes, you, you know, man, it's not easy, man. Like, if you know, you might fail at it, mm -hmm. but you might learn something. That's how you know it's worth it, though. Yeah. It becomes easy. Yeah, that's that's what it, it is, man. And I'm glad you just said that. So let's take a moment to re, re um, talk about why we are something else has came to be. Yeah. Exactly what you just said is the reason why we do this. Because... We had an idea. Mm -hmm. We thought we you know, we may be good at it. We may not be good at it. Our conversations could just be meant to be, you know, in, in person, and, and that's as funny as it's going to get. Or, yeah. but we could also record ourselves and do a show, mm -hmm. and maybe it's good, maybe it's not. Maybe we'll do one or two episodes, and it'll fizzle out. And we'll get tired of it, or maybe we'll be at episode twenty six. Yep. So tell me how I feel, man. Exactly. <laughs> See, <I'm> exactly <laughs> that. Exactly. So like when you do it. You know, you tell me how, you know, tell me how it feels when you, you when you decided to take that leap, man, mm -hmm. and you sitting there, and sometimes that'll come with the fact that, you know, we often make decisions, man, that's not going to be part of the popular opinion. Mm -hmm. right. um, even if it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We may do something and everybody think, nah, that's some bullshit. You should just stick over here doing the same thing because they want you to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you may find yourself, you know, sipping your tea, your feet kicked up because you're in a better position. I mean, and it's it. You may be looked at as um, a certain way. You may be looked up as uppity or some, uppity or something like that. You know, they might try to spin it. Like the second verse say, they might try to spin it, but it ain't really what it was, because they don't want to accept the fact that you've gotten better, that you've mm -hmm. been better. Right. So again, going back to what I was saying before, anybody who listens to this album, it's going to mean different things to you. Mm -hmm. I know what I meant when I put it in, but I also know other people want the same thing, and I have other people and family that I know who have experienced these same things. So I, I use their situations because I know it personally. Also put it in there. So it's a shout out to them. Let them know I'm listening to you. And the main thing with this whole album is, man, it's just my connection to people. Um, you asked me what my plan is. Really is if I can connect with a couple of people, I'm good. That's mm -hmm. that's really right. what it is, man. Yeah. Dope. So. Dope. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a couple of notes on this joint. says, I love the flow. This flow was dope on the track. Production. Uh, like okay, another, another <laughs> nice production on the track. Uh, um, but I think it was like 
post uh, intro, I think it was a good song that it still felt like I was warming up to something that you know to come on the album. I was like, okay, like got the intro, like where where are we going? The second one, I'm like, we're building up to something, and then um, we get to let it be. Good morning, Miss America. You left your crown in the celica. It's kind of odd to see you mingle with the commoners. You know the ones who break up falls all down as such. To see you through like the view, never out of touch. So much for the sticking by your side. The ride or die crew be the first to homicide. The first to sit you up just to leave you high and dry. Your eyes say whatever because you're blinded by your pride. Uh. So let <laughs> so that double meanings, man. So part of that is uh, relationship based. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes we uh we cho we choose we choose situations outside of our relationship and it kind of backfires on us. Um and at the same time it also puts us in a situation where um you got a person who thinks of themselves so high up here and then when some shit happened, you know, you down here with the commoners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are usually the people who who gonna really ride for you. Your ride or dies ain't there. That's right. what they call them. But the, them common folk that you kind of shit on, that's what it is. And it also relates to our current climate in the world, too. That Miss America shit, man. It's it's like, you know, we up here for a while, you know, America is being seen as this. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now, we don't look too good in a lot of people's eyes. So now, where do you go? You know, as a you know, if you travel outside of the country, you know what I'm saying? And I've traveled quite a bit. I'm pretty sure you guys have as well. And, you know, they don't look at you the same. Are you from America? Word? They That's can tell. It. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, your dollar ain't too strong here in our particular country <laughs> and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now we'll be forced to do, we're forced to go do things to kind of like reach out and try to fix situations. So, you know, kind of like when you like shitting on people for a long time, man, mm-hmm. it comes back mm-hmm. on you. And that's what it is. And the let it be part is we let that stuff happen. We see it. We right. don't do nothing to change it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we just ride. That's what I say. Just ride. Ride. Yeah. Until... Whatever, man. That's what it is, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you picked that part of the the song, Phil, because that Celica line uh, that stood right. out to me right away. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was like, "Yo, no one's rapping about Celicas out right. here." Oh, man, I, I dated myself a little bit, but hey, man. I think when the last Celica came out, man, I don't even. Those joints had a hot body style. Back they then. did, though. Mm-hmm. But they the, did. well, they I didn't did, realize though. the Supra was a supercharged Celica, right? Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And I yeah. thought about when I wrote the line, right? This is what I'm thinking in my head, right? I'm thinking about a chick that went out and partied the night before, mm-hmm. got real fucked up, real drunk, and she passed out in the backseat of somebody's Celica. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So her, her girls that she went out with left her. Yeah. So, you know, the dude that she'd been dishing on or whatever the whole night had to take her home because she was fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, hey, you, you forgot your crown right there because the whole time. So that's that's where it went, and I just went from from there, man. Sometimes I just be like, word, this one going with it, man. So and that's where it came from, man. So that's what it was. Uh, next joint is is waiting. Between the lines, I can sign off with it. On top, yeah, flip it. Reverse come with it. To a corner, leave emotion so vivid. Lots of times call for something most given. Second chances. Advances out of eye with the nigga get the dancing. All right, so this um is and it's actually the first thing is someone that asked me, you know, why is it so low? It's meant to be low. Um it's it's actually really me talking to myself. Um this that particular track, man, is uh like I I went through it, been through a lot of a lot of shit. And my thirtieth birthday, I tried to try to try to get up out of here. I try to take my own life. Mm. 
um, drank, drank, and a lot to the point of death. It's a it's a joke. It's it's a funny thing now because it, well, back then how it all transpired. I talked to some of my close friends and and family. It was it was all funny then? You know, drunk guy, you know, sitting in the you know sleep on the um on the um, bathroom floor in my house mm-hmm. around the toilet. Um, woke me up, throwing up and everywhere and stuff like that. Right. But what they didn't know, the amount I had drank and I had took Xanax and wow. pills that night. I was like, it was so much going on in my life then. This was post the the the, uh, the death of my father. Mm. Um, so it was like my my brain was like splitting it so many different ways, man. And um, that's what I tried to do. And uh, some some was like, nah, they want you. And I should have been. Like when I said I went, when I went hard, I went hard in the paint, man. And somehow, 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 I'm still, I'm still, I was able to like talk about that. And that's what it is, man. Um, so the intricate wordplay and stuff like that is, it's just me. That's like how I speak sometimes mm-hmm. that, you know, to play with words and stuff like that. But that really is what it was, man. And we, whether you got to the point now, we have that issue sometimes where we, as men, you have so much on your plate and, you're forced to kind of like hold all that stuff in sometimes mm-hmm. because you got to be that strong person mm-hmm. and yep. not knowing inside, man. And also, like, I I, di- I got diagnosed with PTSD some years back, too. So all this shit was, like, flowing together. Mm-hmm. But you're forced to hold it all in, man, mm-hmm. until... Like cheesemo. Yeah, and it comes out at the worst times. Like, it, it, you can't plan when it all falls apart. Yeah. You know, this was... I was at my 30th birthday party when this went down. Yeah. I was hosting it. I'm yeah, it's grilling. Be up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had just played for them my album... The Enigma album that night. I played for the man Jones coming out. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And at the same time, I was like dealing with all this, you know, I was like kind of grieving the death of my father and mm-hmm. stuff was going on and married life. It was just crazy. Wow. And uh, that's what it was, man. 30 shots of Jack Daniels later and a whole bunch of other alcohol. Right. And you now we laugh now. And I was like, yo, you took all 30. We like, we literally laugh about it now. But, uh, that's wild, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it seemed like man. so you you know you talked about you know being diagnosed with PTSD. So it sounds like you've actually gone out and um, consulted there a therapist. Yeah, man. I had a shrink and everything, man. Stuff. Yeah, That's I had a shrink though. and everything. I mean, we need to we need to do more. I feel like I need mm-hmm. to do stuff like that, and yeah. I'm afraid to go. Yeah, it's it's no joke, man. Day. That PTSD, depression, and anxiety, man. It was a uh, something that ebbs as a my from the moment I was from ch- being a child. And that's kind of suppressing all that over the years. So I created, and, and me, I created this other person in myself. And part of that came out through the stuff I could do, through music. I, I found my peace in that. Mm-hmm. I can express all that energy went. And as long as I can put it into that, I ain't have to think about nothing else. Mm-hmm. Until you had to think about that. Now the music, you know, it's kind of like kind of clashing. Right. So it's like you hear about those uh, 80s and 70s rock and roll bands. Like right. they make their greatest albums. When they, you know, they just completely right. fucked up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know yep. what I'm saying. Sleep so like, Matt. yeah. So yeah. the Enigma yeah. album that I did was they people still think is my best album. I did that when shit was falling apart. Yeah. Like shit was coming down, and it that's what it was. Man, late nights, not sleeping, five hour energy. So I, during that time, man, I was working, not sleeping, drinking, taking pills, taking five hour energy so I could stay up at work. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be days I walk around like a zombie. My wife at the time. Was like, oh, you was just not. Nah. Like three days, I'll sleep like two hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, but at the same time, I'll go to work, be in, and what am I doing? I'll be up in the studio, recording, like all night, just going, 
Right. And then at the end, I wake up the next morning. Some mornings I woke up, I was like, damn, I did this? Like <laughs> legit. Like I was like, damn, how the hell did I come right. up with this? That's what it was. I find it interesting that like the great greatest bodies of work artists give us, you mm-hmm. know, is like a, a dark period in their life. Mary J. That, Blige, yeah. Mary J. Blige. Blige. Yeah. Um, those dark period albums. And us as consumers, yeah, we we know we we love it. We and we, we want soak them to make it. another like, one. Oh my right. god! Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. But and we we think we can relate to it. But I wonder as the as the artist, you're like that's trauma. You could you could never really relate to what I'm going through. You may right. dig yeah. this album. You may mm-hmm. think it's great, but you ain't you ain't walking a mile in these shoes. Like you'll never exactly connect to this album the way I've connected to it yeah that's the way they grieve man that's the way you can just let it out like you can be yourself mm-hmm. nobody's judging you just go in and do what you do right you know when we hear it it's like yo this is dope mm-hmm. but at the same time he's like man if I could have been a fly on the wall in some of those sessions been like mm-hmm. oh shit definitely there's I'm glad you said it because I was about to say something so there's um, uh, there's a print song called Wally now a, a version of it has come out but it was the re-recorded versions for what they're saying but there's a song that Prince did. It was him uh, and his engineer at the time. The only woman he tr- uh, trusted, person he trusted to do his engineering outside of himself, mm. Susan Rogers. Mm-hmm. So he records a song called Wally. Actually, he he did it by himself. He let she was the only one that heard it. Song called Wally, and Wally is his bodyguard at the time. Wally Safford. But the song Wally is about everything. He said from childhood to like all the all the stuff that everybody ever wanted to know about him at the time that it was like a deep dark song but the, she said it was so beautiful and then after he he said he, he played it for he's like all right i'm glad i got that out and deleted the track yeah right after he did it mm-hmm. and so they said there's another version of it out it's let it's more of a, a love song oh well talking about a breakup to his best friend but like to be a fly on the wall in that session yeah. like damn yeah. what it but so, mm-hmm. um, but I think waiting was even though it's short. I'm like, damn, I want more of that. Like, <laughs> but it's definitely like I maybe not connect. I felt it. So your message was received, and I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, it's a dope mm-hmm. track. Um, so this is my song. I wish I had you back, but I knew it was your time. I can handle that. You say I never let you down. I remember that you looked me dead in my eyes, and you knew the facts. Never meant to show you wrongs in my other acts. I thought I could be strong like your many hats. Took some time to find my reason for the other tracks. There's a light to where I'm going, ain't no looking back. So that that was the this song is is specifically meant for my my brothers, my father, and my son and daughter. Um, there was a period where, like in the in the first part, the first verse, like me and my brothers, we all we were tight. But mm-hmm. as a poor man, man, when I was going through so much shit, like we didn't talk as much. Like our connection wasn't really strong. Um, and it wasn't until, and it's crazy how it works, you know, when stuff happens, you kind of reconnect. But like last year, you know, that situation that had actually started off the album, after that, man, um, my, me and my brothers, you know, we connected the best we ever have in our life. Like we thick as thieves all day, every day. Um, so that was my ode to them. And the second one, my dad, like it took me a long time to, you know, get over the fact that, you know, he had passed away. Like my, he passed away uh, three days after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the crazy thing, I saw him on Christmas Day for like a half hour, gave him his gift, and I had to go to work that day. And I, and I was like, I, you know, we, you know, we dapped each other like we always do. And I said, I'll see you later. And there was no see you later in that. Right. And that, I held that so long 
because I was feel like, damn, yeah, it just happened. Like, you know, the next thing I was knowing, you know, they was, you know, CPR on them and stuff like that. So I didn't have that last chance. So it took me a long time. I held that in for a long time. It ate me up. You know, I was 28 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kids were still small and stuff like that. And um, during that time, I still had a lot of stuff that, you know, that I hadn't adhered to from what he told me. And I was going through it. If I had really just adhered to what he had told me, the advice, I may not have had that same thing happen. So it was a lot of stuff, a lot of regret that I just didn't deal with. And then the the third verse after that is to shout out to my to my um talking to my son and daughter. They saw me in that situation. They saw me get put in handcuffs and get walked out by the cops. You know what I'm saying? So that's something no father I want no father to have. But that was my, you know, you know, see your kids. It's one thing to see your kids crying because they hurt because they fell down or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like my kids to cry when I have to like discipline them. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? I get a stern voice and they cry then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I damn sure ain't want them to see me in cuffs mm-hmm. and trying to figure out, you know, why my dad is being, you know, put into the back of a cop car. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of what the situation was, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, they didn't want to see it. And that was something I, I regret for the rest of my life. I, I, I mean, that's something I can never take back. That's something you implant the whole situation. You implant on your kids. All you do is teach them that you mis- you make mistakes. You take it for what it is. You live up to it. You acknowledge it. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to cut around it. You know, take your lumps, and then you move on for it. And don't do not do that same shit again. Right. right. That's what that is. And that this is my, so that is my song. Um, and then another part of it is like me, it be being so long since so I actually released music. So, you know, the um, I know it's been a while. You know, never leave, never meant to leave you alone. A lot of people ask me, hey, man, when you do another album? You know, and I, I still, you know, try to, it still hadn't dawned on me that I got fans. <laughs> like, legit. Like, I, you know, I'm, right. you know, like, when people would tell me, like, people like, oh, man, that's dope. I'm like, I appreciate it, man. That's that's my reaction because it's something I'm used to doing. You know, I'm just used to doing it when my father used to come to, like, my orchestra concerts. Say, you guys did great, man. You did so good. You guys sound wonderful. Thanks. It wasn't like I can, I can gloat about it. Right. You know, I just, like, and inside, I'm like, yo, that was cool. But I can, I'm just humble about it. So that was just like, you know, my thanks to, I'm thankful to anybody that receives this album and listens to it. And that's what it is, man. Right. Yeah. Um, I think you addressed, you addressed some of the notes I had on that. Another thing, I, the note I had on that was, um, when I listened to it, I definitely felt like it was the personal side, the family side. When yeah. I listened to it, I was like, yeah. a lot of fam, like, Family, personal family things brought mm-hmm. up, yeah. and, I, and I felt that because mm-hmm. a lot of what we all through go through kind of somewhat of the same thing, yeah. And just the you know, connection here mm-hmm. and there. Uh, next one is Did You Know? Where I've gone my entire life, did you know? Did you know? It's been did my music, know? man. Did you know? Where I find my peace, yeah. True position, ambition forever flow. Waterfalls and bright lights, we got the glow. We touch down on weeknights, what up though? With strong ties and blurred lines, we got mo. Heavy hitters, but most figure we harmless. Black label and cufflinks on the armrest. So, <laughs> did you know, man? So many different things with it, man. It's um, it's uh, so many different messages in there. But the main part is for the people who didn't know that I can rap. Mm. I, that's that. That's one of like the, the most. I, I guess I was 
some minor flexing, I guess, if you want to mm-hmm. call it that. <laughs> Let you know, you know, I can, you know, I know we went through this whole album so far. It's been kind of like, oh man, I feel in this kind of way. But don't forget though, I can still flex on you know, I can still, I can still give you something. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, is you can still, you can still rap and spit and still give a message at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk, you know, it's, you know, I hint, I hint at stuff about blackface and shit like that. Um, I hint about, you know, I hint about the fact that um, us as the minority making it into positions that make other people co- uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? One of the lines is that, you know, one of the lines say, you know, we challenge your Hublot. Hublot is a, you know, expensive ass watch. It's like 10 grand. I know I looked at it. I was like, ooh, man. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, it's uncomfortable for people who have that accessibility to see a person not in their particular circle to now be standing next to them and then the same friends you you got that I got too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that goes back to what I was saying, like, you know, feeling like you've been passed over for stuff like that because they don't want you part of their circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing is for hip-hop. Sometimes they don't want you part of that because you're not doing what they're doing. You know, so that, it was, it's multiple things here. So, and sometimes you got to be like, look, if I want it, motherfucker, I can take it. I can come exactly. in there and I can step into your spot. Mm-hmm. So you know, so, and did you know, I, I, you know, we can, we can go that route. Um, and then, like, you know, we have that ability, you know, just because we're, you know, we're working by it, but we can go out there, we can flex a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Just don't, you know, we may not, you know, walk around in the time for it, suits and everything. Mm-hmm. But that's that's really what it is, man. And uh, it's just me just giving that message and uh, having that confidence that I didn't have, you know, 13 years ago when I did my demo joint. Now, <laughs> So now it's like, oh, word? Now, did you, you know, did you know this yeah. all this time? So that's what it is, man. Would you ever go back and re-record the demo? I thought, I couldn't. Because when I did it, man, it was so, it was personal then, but not really. The way I did it, it was, uh, I, wa- I thought about it, wanted to, but I couldn't catch that same vibe, though. Right. I couldn't catch the same vibe that I had on it, but I, I enjoyed it. I listened to it. I go back and, I went back and mixed it again, though. Mm. Stuff I've learned now. Back then, I ain't no shit about that. I was right. looking at manuals, like, all right, man, 2DB <laughs> here, pan this to the left. But now I go back and do it now. I say, okay, where I mix it, all right, this is how it's supposed to sound. But then the recording was like, all right, maybe I just had my mic up too high, mm-hmm. so I can't bring that down. Maybe I can EQ it and make it sound a little better. Right. So I'll probably re-release it again. Like it's not even available on any platform. It's just sitting on a hard drive. They were all hard this day when we were doing CDs. Mm-hmm. It's not even it's not even online or nothing. Like the cover was like some shit that I shot myself. It was dope. Nice. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, hey, it, yeah. it, it, it will remind you who you were and where you were. At yeah, that point. yeah, I see it now. It was, it was dope. It was, a, and it was like it was an ode to, uh, it was an ode to like VA man at the time too. So it was cool. All right. Yeah, glad you said that. So was that where you're from? Yeah, man, I'm from Newport News, man, Virginia, man, hey. Seven Five. Hey, right? hey, Seven Five. That's what uh, athletes are d- from down there. Ken Styles from down Newport News. Is he? Yeah, yeah. I think he's Suffolk. Is that Suffolk County? No, no, stuff. Uh, Newport News is a sit, just a city. Okay. Yeah. Then you know, if it, it all that interconnects, man. Okay, it's, yeah. So it's a tidewater down there. Yeah, yeah, Tide yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, seven five. Um, shout out to Ken. Still trying to get him on here. Um, before we get into the last one, because uh, last one is is super dope. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it opens up a lot. Uh, let's go back to some of the other questions I had. Um, all right, will there be another album? Yeah, actually, but now I got some uh, I got some ideas. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm working on some stuff now. Um, yeah, that's gonna be an album. It's gonna be an album. I don't know what it's gonna be about. 
<laughs> well, I got, well, yeah, I've been, I've been already messing with, you know, I got that itch. My best friend hit me. He's, oh man, you in grind mode? Like we were playing Madden the other night. He said, you, uh, you gonna play your game? No, I said, yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a joint mix or something right now. <laughs> he was like, oh shit, all right, man, I got a text now. He said, you gonna be there for a while. Sure enough. So this morning, like about four twenty-three this morning, I realized like I need to take my ass to sleep. Yeah. But it's it's, it's a different type now. It ain't like the old day. Now I'm gonna say, I'm on vacation right now. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a definite album. And I think so far what I'm coming up with, I found that itch again. You know that itch that itch has been lost for about six seven years. And now it's like oh man, and I like what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And I'm older, so I can do stuff that you know I like to do, and it's different. And right. then uh, I think people, I didn't realize, just looking at, like right now the album is only available on Bandcamp right now. It's going to mm-hmm. be available on Tidal too. But like the initial um, joint, like the upload of the files is kind of crazy, so mm-hmm. it kind of threw it off. But Bandcamp, I'm good. But the amount of streams that I've gotten in Bandcamp, and you know, I'm just an indie guy, but I was like in just three days, I had 300 streams. Feel good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn. I looked at the joint, I was like, word? That's what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at that. So like people are clamoring for, and they that you know they're they're legitimate organic streams. That ain't me just putting it on replay and pushing. I was like, right. All right, like I don't even listen to it myself. I got it on my hard drive right. on my phone. But that was it, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's gonna be something else. And people keep it like, like random people. I was like, All right, man. That's can a you, great feeling. Yeah. Can you talk about the I. I I talk to my homies and I, and I tell them I give we them three about words. This, we talk about the same person. Cause I'm thinking the same thing with the same person. There's three words, man, that I, that I keep trying to tell people, and it's just put it out. Yeah. <laughs> don't make it and just sit on it. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I don't so know. I don't know what they wait for. Like some cases, I don't know what they waiting for. Like if it's like I've done it, but it's a bit different thing. I I know what I expect. To put it out. If I don't feel comfortable with it, I'm not gonna put it out. Right. Because I just know the energy that I require. I, I know the quality that I want. I want the I know the impact that mm-hmm. I want. This one here, I didn't really have the idea. I was gonna put it out because I had to be cut out. I, I felt like relief. But yeah, do it. What are you holding on to it for? Right. Like so just, just put it out. We had we got a, a homie. He was actually on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. If you didn't know. If you didn't know. I, now I, you I, can do some what, detective you gotta, work and you can figure you gotta it out. Just, just put it out there, but he, yeah. uh, good dude, my my, my boy. Um, so he's working on his album as well. Like yeah. he's production wise, like we, me, him, Superfly, and our boy KP. Yeah, all do. We had our a production group going, and this one cat, he's probably the one who could play all the instruments out the group. Whatever, he's super talented. Okay, so he decided he's going to do his own thing, which is, I mean, you know, work on his his his, his project, which yeah. is. I've been pushing for that for a long time. So, and then along with that, he's helped me do something for me as well. But we haven't gotten to me yet because every time <laughs> he goes to work on something for me, he's like, yo, no, 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 let me tell you this. I had to keep this for me because it just fits. <laughs> like, oh, I add another track. I, I got to add another track. And so at the point, he's had like 20 tracks right now. And we actually, he was over my house last week and we listened to it. And I was like, okay, cut this out. You should cut this out. Like to make it, Again, shorter yeah. to make it fit. But the thing is, some songs are like a minute. Yeah. So attention spans will still be there. But a lot of people see 19 tracks. Yeah, they don't know what's they, going on. They don't like, know. They might like, put the time. like there's no vision. Superfly like, picked you know, it up and then he put it right back down. Yeah. Nope. Walked out. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. nah, I'm good. But that's what, that's what Superfly preaches is, yo, put it out. Like SoundCloud. It put doesn't it out. matter. Yeah. YouTube, put it out. And if, if you don't want nobody taking it, Put your put your tagline over it. 
We just put it out. So it's just all instrumental, is it? Well, right now he's got all the all the music done, yeah. and we're supposed to get to the, this writing sessions yeah. for it, but we can't we haven't can't get there <laughs> because yeah. he keeps working on instrumental. And it's crazy. I'm gonna tell you right now, all those those instrumentals that you can probably find out, you're gonna do it, and then you'll be like, mm, you're gonna need half of them. That's what it is. Like you just got so much stuff right. because everything everything sounds good. Exactly. Like, everything sounds good when you're doing it right. until you really got to put a focused idea to it. So you might want to tap into. Right. What is and that might just not be his thing, right. you know. It it takes. Is he doing it by himself? Uh, uh, music him? wise, yes. He's, that's he's that's doing why. Was, me and Superfly was talking like early on um, that sometimes, man, the when you producing or doing something by yourself, it's harder because you, you don't have nobody to bounce the ideas off right. and stuff like that. No but when you got like a like right now, it's four of us right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So we might be saying, "I say y'all want to do album." Yo, we probably be <laughs> put something together because it's like, yo, everybody vibing. Yeah, that's how it was done. when we was working. Yeah, together. but mm-hmm. when you die yourself, sometimes you just be like, you just so scatterbrained, and you just need somebody to come in. Like, nah. Right. But yeah, it's going to put it out, man. I mean, because by the time, it, be honest, depending on what the sound is, it could potentially not be relevant if you wait too long to put it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I said he's super talented. So right now, like. I know I don't know if he feels like he's trying to put out the perfect project, but to me right now, because I know the quality of the music, I'm like, wow, this is a really good sound right now. Yeah. Like, just ha- fine. Let's get these flows together. Let's let's get it recorded. Like, I mm-hmm. even told him, uh, you can do the, the what John Mayer did. Yeah, release four songs at a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. like mini EPs, and then have the big collaborate, like the big yeah. the big project. Mm-hmm. But just you know, something. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to hear it. Like I didn't hear this. <laughs> I was like, I know what's coming, but I don't. I don't know when it's coming. Right. Mm-hmm. Man. But um, Jazzy Jeff says it die empty. You know exactly. I mean? yeah, don't let have, it all don't die, have right? anything. Yep. Yeah, don't, yeah. Exactly. Wait. don't have no regrets, man. Don't have yeah. no regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, out there, man. What are you? What are you rocking to in your on your in your car now? What, what are you listening to? What's, what's am I listening to? I think. What am I listening to? I can t- I can tell you just by looking at my title playlist and see what's going on. <laughs> to be honest. If you're going in, it's, it depends. Like, I've been I've been listening to a lot of Queen. I ain't going to lie. I love, because I, I saw Queen the trailer for... The movie. For, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. So, I actually put my son and daughter on to that. So, I listen to... I'm listening to that stuff there, like, all day. And then, I have been listening to Pusha T, Hometown. But I just like... The, I like the production on it. Did you know? You know? If you know, you know, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just hard. And then, I, I just can't escape that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, outside of that... And all it just depends. I've been listening. To, you know, this, of course, I'm an avid Common fan, mm-hmm. so I'm listening to August Green and mm-hmm. everything Common. That's me all the time. Did y'all hear that interview that um, Robert Glasper gave? The, the one about uh, Lauren Hill. Oh man, was it ever funny? <laughs> I was oh, ooh. I missed that one. That joke was dope, man. Yeah, you gotta watch you gotta, you gotta he watch interviewed Lauren Hill. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, they interviewed him about Lauren oh. Hill in Houston. Yeah. He was going in. Yeah, going in, and it wasn't like he was just like trashing her. He was just like. It was honest. You can tell it was honest joint. So I was like, man, that's crazy. It's like one of those things where like, she ain't going to like this, but she can't say nothing because it's exactly. probably the truth. <laughs> right, right. So, and it's about 10 other people yeah, that's probably going to yep, be like, yep, yep you're right. right. You're right. So, yeah, that's that's another case of dropping a perfect album. Oh, man. You got to oh, so watch, watch the interview. Anything else, watch the watch interview. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> they, they come back and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of them. It's one of them JD Usher situations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. Ghost bro. in the room. I got you. Exactly. Oh, um, These are my confessions. <laughs> <laughs> you spoke on the push of T. Um, how you feel about Kanye right now? Man, look. Um, 
You know what's crazy? Kanye had, it, I, I, Kanye is actually probably my one of my favorite producers. And actually, I did. Um, if you get a ch- if you end up going back and listening to Gorgeous Mind, I actually did my own version of uh, Power. Oh wow! And uh, I went all the way in on the joint too. And actually, um, um, I see in something I see a lot of him that in myself. After his mom passed, man, Kanye kind of like went sideways. Right. I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff there. So now I don't, you know, I don't, I don't agree with all the actual extracurricular shit, like the Trump shit and shit. I don't, I don't, I don't rock with that. But the mental aspect is, I see it. Right. And he does this. It's crazy, man. It parallels. He he lives vicariously through his his music and his fashion, man. But mainly his music. Even when you listen to the production that he does, it's different now than it was in the backpack days. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it's kind of like, sometimes it's like schizophrenic sometimes, but it's dope as shit. Right. Like, it's dope. These sounds, I'm like, Yo, where do you find this stuff? I was having this conversation with somebody recently. I was saying that we got gr- brilliant work when his mom was still living. Yeah. Then when his mom passed, 808's in the Heartbreak was, yeah. was mm-hmm. the album that, yeah. that came. Yep. That was the follow-up to Graduation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Graduation was to me best. Yeah, eight oh eight, and then my beautiful dark twisted yeah. fantasy, and that was still because we classic. got graduating. That was to me peak. graduation. Yeah. That was sound. like wow, and yeah. then 808s just went completely left. I was like, it was a completely Damn, different was, sound. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Too. It wasn't bad. I love it. Just was, it was just different. Yeah. It was a departure. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah because yeah, you were used to this, and you're like, wait a minute. But we got coldest winter on that one. Coldest winter. Robocop. Robocop. Yeah, and the industry, the industry don't, they ain't for that shit. Like they ain't for it. They was like, well, we don't give a shit what you feel. Mm-hmm. We We're need, making we money this. off of you sounding like this. We need this. this, but then if you listen, that was, but it still went platinum and whatnot. And it's still right. dope. And after you listen to it a few times, she's like, man, he going through some shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you yeah, you identified work. in a different way. Yeah. See, Dream on the life. backpack days, graduate, you you identify, you know, this for the college kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But nobody was really talking about like the the feeling side. When that right. came out, you actually had to sit down. It's like. I ain't trying to listen to my feelings from no rapper. Right. Y'all say that for the R and B guys. Right. Now you had this 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 you know, this guy at his pinnacle, this rapper, he was, you know, a pretty dope lyricist and he had some, you know, crazy bars at time, but now he's tapping into his feelings. Right. You ain't trying to hear that shit. I need right. I need some more of this other stuff. But now yeah. it forced you to do it. Right. And it forced you to be introspective about things. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to him, it forced you to say, you know, Cat's got issues, man. man. Like, you know, he Seriously. he's de- he's dealing with a lot of shit, and he's made some decisions. But um, like, to the point where he's about to, on the the album, he was going to use the doctor's face as yeah. the front cover of the. Yeah, he was just all over the place. Right, he was all over. The place. I said, yeah, you might be going a little too far. Sometimes you need somebody <laughs> in the back on. Like, nah. That, when the dude That's stepped up problem. to him at TMZ, yeah, that he doesn't have that. Yeah, right. he doesn't have. He always he no longer has a manager. Right. He cannot be managed. Right. Yeah. I compare That's his it to tweet. Yeah, sometimes. So. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it'd be like, what? Fonte is saying this is a non nigga advisor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, nigga, don't do that. Yeah, so yeah, he be, do But he does he, his work, man, it's still there, man. He still he still does amazing work. You hear it. Right. Like, I, I appreciate the whole Wyoming Wyoming series that he put out. Yeah. The thirty five tracks. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean it, I identify because that was it's crazy. I'm no Kanye, but that was me. That was me in those days. I was producing my album, and I did three other artists who were on my label, and they all had three different sounds, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like, and we were recording, and then we was do- planning this collab mm-hmm. at the same time. I, I have, I have, now I have like about a terabyte worth of just beats. Dope. Dope. Oh shit, yeah. I ain't never used. Like, it's just because it was like, hey, everybody needed something. Yeah. 
I wore that man those those software programs. I wore them shits out. <laughs> I was get it, your money's worth out of man, and I and I can still go back now. It's crazy. I go back now. I say, you know what? I can still do something different. Man, but now I'm teaching my son now how to do it. Hey, nice. I'm teaching him how to do stuff on that. He did, you there know, you he, 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 he started. Yeah, Full so he's circle. doing his little joint. So he's like, it's all video game inspired stuff. I said, like, all right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Dope, dope. So I was like, all right. Um, I wrote about the Kanye thing. I I relate the Kanye thing to. The equivalent of him losing mom is equivalent to Tyson losing Gustamato. When when he yeah, lost that, yeah, that yeah, is, man. That, mm-hmm. When you have that, that can, person, man, yeah. when you have that stability, and you lose that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you don't know. Enter the Robin Givens, yes. start buying tigers and shit. Yeah, you don't. You know that's your thing, man. I find myself on many days, you know, want to ask my dad a question there, and when that ain't there, and now you you forced to look in other spots mm-hmm. to try to get those answers, and sometimes. You can't get them. You just make it up. Right. You just go out there unfiltered and no one to check. You know what you're doing, and you end up making some real bad decisions sometimes. So where's where's the label at now? Are you are you still active within your label? Is it it's kind of I want to say it, it kind of died down. Like after I, after the last album, it kind of like died down because I stepped away from music for a while. I didn't think I was gonna do music again, man. I kind of lost that edge. Like it wasn't there. I, I was burnt out. I was doing so much. I was just burnt out. I didn't have any more ideas. I can come up with beats. I had like, because I was doing so much. And then after a while, I was like, man, this shit ain't going nowhere. Because mm-hmm. I during that time, you know, I you know was hoping I had situations where I thought I, this is going to be the moment that I kind of like pop. And my idea was if I get into this position here, I legit was going to come and get whoever who ride it with me and we we're going to do it. But then, you know, I'll, you know, some situations that, you know, I got kind of shit on, lied to, money stolen, shit like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, word. Okay, so now like it's still it's still it's still there. I still own it. Um, now I don't know now since with this day, you know, it might just revitalize and stuff there. But it's a whole different mind frame yeah. now. You know that Sinai Circle music was a circle of people that I had around. That circle changed. You know at the time it started off with a group of people that I had, and some of the people I said the core people have been replaced for the most part. But what I found in that is actually true friendship and mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. now that they, they've rocked with me since that time. They've seen me through all my crazy shit. And it's still there. And I'm still trying to bring one of my, my man, I'm still trying to bring him out of retirement. And actually, it's crazy because he listened to uh, Tell Me How It Feels. He's yo, that may have to be a remix. Every <laughs> once in a while, I can get him. I can get him. If you hear this, he, he know. I can get him every once in a while. He'll hear something. He's like, I'm on it. Because he's one of the dopest MCs I know, man. So Let's um let's get your... your um information where can people find you um websites instagram facebook all that on instagram it's going to just be at sean xavian on instagram uh facebook is sean xavian um that's the only two real websites i got the i brung the sonata circle music label page down in a while so those are two you'll find me but it's the coolest thing ever and i, I remember people used to use this one um this uh, this one uh, <laughs> this one uh hip hop chick that she had a song called Google Me Baby so you just Google me Sean Xavier and it'll pull up too though so yeah. it's dope just keep I was like I'm ready to turn up for a minute man I was like alright get it let's go get it man but yeah man that's Sean Xavier man cool so, um, same thing on Bandcamp if people are trying to look yeah actually on Bandcamp they go it, I think it's just uh if you just put in Sean Xavier on Bandcamp, yeah, okay, they got to come right out too. That's, that's a dope. Cool. They got a dope app too, though. Like they've, yeah, that that's app true. It's like the most seamless type joint I've seen in a while, so I, I like it. I like it. Would you uh, think about putting it on SoundCloud? Um, probably. It depends. SoundCloud is so muddy down though. Like mm-hmm. it's so, 
It's, it's hard to get surface on there. Yeah, yeah. sometimes and, and just like you're trying to get it in between everything. And now I kind of where I'm at now, I try to keep everything real tight, Got and it. I spread myself too thin, so I can see what's doing what. You know, if I put it up on SoundCloud and no one's listening to it, I'm like, what's the point of being there? Yeah. And right. I'm not one to kind of like all day like repaste and post, hey, my music's oh, yeah, here, my yeah, music's yeah, here. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. I hate yeah. that. Like, I ain't trying to troll. I ain't trying to spam nobody. Exactly. It's here. Girls with the booty pics on IG. Didn't yeah. get enough <laughs> likes. Hold on. Let me repost. Yeah. I'm like, okay, man. So I ain't got time for that. So let's do, let's do For the Soul real quick. And then we're going to go back and visit track seven. Uh, so Boy. as I look around the room, Superfly is consistent with... Uh, <laughs> Hey, Air Dad comf- Comforts right there. Exactly. Comfort Barbecue fives. Master Threes. <laughs> I'm rocking um, some old Adidas I found. Like as some I'm, ZX 3000s or I'm something. Putting, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as I'm putting together my, uh, my man cave right. and I'm putting shoes up on the shelves and I'm like, oh man, what? I forgot all about these. <laughs> Let's pull them out for the night. Right? There you go. CB, what you got? Uh, I mean, I came from the gym, so I, but I'm rocking my, my Adidas Adis, they're just some black lows. I can wear them when I'm squatting and doing all that stuff. Word, okay. yeah, Word. functional. Word. Sean Xavier, it's, it's colorful, man. I'm, you know, I'm colorful, man. I'm a colorful Pumas, man. So yeah, it's like Pumas Easter, making Easter, a resurgence. Yeah, Puma yeah. Is yeah. Back. Got the Easter egg colorway. You know what I'm saying? So Pumas have been bought uh, by people in this room in the last Several couple times. of months. Several yeah, times. multiple times. Yeah, multiple, multiple times. times. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, so I bought a couple pair. I'm good with it. You know, it's funny. Like, I I brought a, another pair. I left them in the car just because I was like, man, I can't even change. I'm all, <laughs> I can't even change right now. I got you. I'm going to have to save those for next week. Yeah. With my uh, with my crease protectors in them. Exactly. That I just oh, got. I'm about to, I'm about to oh get up on the crease protectors. Uh, so, track seven. We'll close out with that. Uh, and just give us your thoughts on that as, as we close out the show. Uh, but track seven is called Yours Truly. It's, it's not your traditional song because there's mm-hmm. really no flow to it. It's, mm-hmm. it's just... A story. It's like an expose, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It, it brings the album, to all other six songs together to this point where we're at on track seven. Um, I, from my notes, I, I closed my book, but I already know what it is. It's a very personal mm-hmm. track. Um, it op- It's eye-opening. It opens up, I mean, because to a lot of people who may be having certain situations that they're dealing with, it lets them know that other people may be dealing with these things you don't even know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's definitely inspiring to at least put it out, in, you know, in the open. Mm-hmm. Like it's conquer, raw, man. conquer your your demons, your fears, or whatever they are. Just put it out there, and somebody else could be right there with you and help you through it. Mm-hmm. So let's let's visit uh, what I got on track seven. So my name is Sean Xavier Hines, and. I've spent the latter part of 10 plus years as an alcoholic, addicted to antidepressants, suffer from depression, anxiety. And I must say that it was probably the roughest part of my life. Should have put more on there, but... That's how it's... I mean, actually, we, we can't be giving everyone everything. Exactly. <laughs> we got we to make I actually kind of like the fact that they cut off right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, Fair enough. It's it like, almost like a trailer. Right almost. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, that's what That it could is, be man. the intro. Was that off the like, cuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I ain't script that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I just went in and talked. It was... Um, that was my uh, my confessional, man. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that... I, like, my family... Like, one reason that me and my brothers didn't talk, man. I used to hold a lot of stuff. Man. I used to hide it from them, man. 
like I wanted to keep everything within the house, stuff mm-hmm. like that, because I didn't want anybody to, like, me being the oldest son and doing the kind of stuff that I've done, like serving in the military and stuff like that, mm-hmm. a lot of expectations. So I felt like certain things I was going through, I felt like it was going to be an embarrassment that I let, mm-hmm. let people down. And um, and a lot of people didn't know, man. They didn't, they didn't know. Like, they didn't. Only certain people knew this year that I actually had issues. Like, my best friend, they, they knew. Like, now I'm, I'm 198 days sober. I haven't drank. In 198 days, man. Well, power to you, bro. Yeah, and, uh, appreciate yeah, it. Definitely. And it was it was one of those things. And it's one of those things I realized that I gotta change this shit, man. Um, and it was really was letting them know this is this is what it is. And for anybody else who's going through the same thing, you know, let you know that you can you can get through that type thing. And it was just like just letting it out. It's coming to the realizations like, yo, this is what you are. Mm-hmm. This is this is what it is. Like people don't know. Like this is what it is. people say, man, man, you're so good energy and stuff like that and then, you know I go home we're like mm-hmm. you know sitting at the crib ain't no TV ain't on ain't nothing playing you're just sitting on it you just the craziest feeling you're sitting on the couch just sitting mm-hmm. and that's it and you, that's it man so that's really what it was man yeah and I, I mean I know I list, when I listened to the album I was just kind of struck by A how honest it was and B it's a mood yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I even I told the rest of them, I, I, I was like, that. "Man, I yeah. don't know. This is not my cup of tea." <laughs> but he going through some shit, but and more yeah. power to him. But I, but actually hearing you, like we talked before we yeah. even started recording, I was like, when you give people that piece of yourself, now they mm-hmm. understand yeah. where it's coming from. Because at first I was just like, "Yo, this shit is like I don't, I can't listen to this again. <laughs> I don't want to be there." You know. What I'm <laughs> that's that's really how I felt. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, 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 that's daughter's being like, "Daddy, why, why are you sad?" Exactly. That's, that's what it is. Bro. I was at work too. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> but but it's, I appreciate the honesty of it though, yeah, and, it, and and hearing the your story alongside it now makes me want to go back and, and you have then more context and take now. it in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You got to be able to live, man. Like just let that shit out. It's like you got to be. Who you are. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing is be who you are. Like, you can't hide it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. Sometimes we put on that false front. And that, if you look at the album uh, art itself, that mask resembles that blurred mask. Mm-hmm. That's that mask that we put on is blurred. You don't really know what to make of it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You might see some guys like, yeah, he's, you know, dead. But then at the same time, you don't really know until, like, damn, there's more more layers to that person. Mm-hmm. That's That's really what it is, man. Mm-hmm. And the reason, like, you, that person may be so, you know, happy-go-lucky and that energy there because they just trying to compensate for the fact that they got shit going on mm-hmm. inside. Because if I really let you see who I really was, you'd be like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. All right. That's okay. I mean, that's what it is. Right. And then, you know, I ain't sad all the time. It's just, yeah, I'm just letting it out. to be what it is. I can't. Exactly. I, you know, I can turn up with the best of them. Um, but it also is, I believe, in, in albums, too. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I don't believe in you know one or two tracks. I don't believe in robbing people of a project. Mm-hmm. You get the whole thing. You it's an experience. Mm-hmm. You listen to it, be like yo, I remember that shit. Mm-hmm. You play it back. If you got some replay value, you're like word. All right. Or if somebody hears it, I'm like okay, you know what? He went through that shit. All right, cool. All right, I can I can do it. I'm too. not the only mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Well, definitely appreciate your time, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt, no doubt. Breaking no doubt. down these tracks and no doubt. And bearing, bearing your soul too, man. Yeah. That's yeah. not easy to do. That's what's up, yeah. I appreciate it. Dope. Yeah. Definitely. Episode 26, man. We, we yeah. Adults. We get into adulthood, mm-hmm. real life situations. So where, <laughs> where can other adults find us, though? Oh, glad you asked that question. CB. Strip club. No. <laughs> I got it. No, we got it. I'm the, uh, I'm the only one in the room, I think, where that's where you'll find me. <laughs> 
That's a. Uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, me, me and Sean, we're out there. Y'all exactly. married. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. There you go. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, We Are Something Else. W E R S U N T H I N E L S E on all platforms. Everything. Everything. That's what I'm talking Superfly. Yep. Superfly Friends. Uh, Superfly TNT. Superfly underscore TNT. All platforms. You know. You know what it is. The auxiliary. The algae. Hustler Club. All right. That's We Are Something Else. Yeah, Peace. 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 And now, 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 we, we, we are Before you raw dog at the party So bring some protection Before you get a little infection That way you both can win When you wear your rough skin Yeah